in an uncertain time like this as well and then as well we really need to see what are the key basics what are the fundamental of my business and what we're seeing is when uh, a lot of business owners uh, they uh, producing some money they they have some team or staff working for them they sort of take the back seat you know and which really really um, affect them in a very long term Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Make It Happen show. I'm Tim Morris, the CEO at The Entourage. Today I'm joined by Sunil Kumar, the CEO and founder of Reliance Real Estate. Sunil has built a great business over the last 11 years. He's now got 150 people across 10 offices. He's also written a really good book called From the Ground Up, which has got seven principles for building a business fast. So in this episode, we really cover some of the building blocks that Sunil's used for Reliance, but also covers in the book. A lot of great lessons here for anyone building a sizable business. Let's get into it. Sunil Kumar, fantastic to have you on the show. How are you? I'm really good. Uh, um, you know, apart from this COVID thing, uh, things are going fine. Uh, you know, things are going really good. <laughs> That's really been what we've all been saying for the last two years. Now into three years, but I, I hear you. How, um, I mean, actually on that front, you know, you're, you're in real estate, you've got, a, you've got an amazing business. We're going to talk about the journey, like, but how are the current times really affecting you? Uh, what are some of the challenges? I think some of the challenges what we're finding is the uncertainty, like, you know, the mm-hmm. real estate, especially in the last six months or last half of the last year has been done amazingly well. You must have seen the properties gone up 15, mm. 20%. But I think the challenge is coming now in this year because they're going to they're gonna slow down or they're going to, the mm-hmm. property market is going to take on toll. It is unsustainable what's happening there at the moment. And apart from that, the biggest challenge as most of the business is facing is the team, the staff, the mm. people, you know, it's mm-hmm. hard to find uh, with the with and and even your own current people, it's very uncertain time. Like at least um, you know, forty percent of our current workforce already had a COVID. Some are going through that one week of kids having COVID. So it's very sort of uncertainty, and then you can't really you know execute at the moment. So I think mm. it's very challenging, and I think in a challenging time like this, we need to be. Um, very careful, like, you know, how we communicate with people, we don't hurt their feelings and making sure we allow them some time as well, um, you know, to, to recover and get back on track. Mm, mm. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully we're coming to the period where people will be starting to get back on their feet and recovering. I'd love to talk about the Reliance journey because it's, it's really impressive. You guys have, have been uh, in business for, I think it's almost 11 years, but right back in the beginning, in the early days, yeah. You know, you were losing money every single month. I think two years in, it was still looking pretty bleak. And fast forward to today, and now you're one of Australia's fastest growing real estate companies. So what are some of the secrets to making that happen? I think it is, um, the very first one is, um, I think um, in, in a year and a half and two years, as you rightly said, we were losing money. I had a business partner at the time, um, not blaming him for things, but we are two different minds we were. He was thinking mm. north, I was thinking south. I was in the business, he was more investor. So we really didn't match with our mindset, you know. So that's mm-hmm. a very first thing. And then, then slowly he um, he exited the business, uh, you know, um, in his own terms. So since then, actually, it's becoming my baby. Like I was the one who mm-hmm. really going to make it happen, you know, make it or break it. And that's where I think um, 
I went to a very basic fundamentals. And every time it happens, I think, uh, um, like in an uncertain time like this as well, and then as well, we really need to see what are the key basics, what are the fundamental of my business, you know. Fundamental of my business is, is getting in touch with the clients, um, making sure cold call, making sure filling up the pipeline, prospecting, and then listing properties and selling, really. Um, and 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 I, and I think I fall in that trap as well. When most of us, when we start a business after six months or twelve months, dealing with the suppliers, and we really have less time mm-hmm. with the, for the clients because they are the one who are actually paying the bills. But there are other things to be done as well. Mm-hmm. So one of the, the two fundamental things happen. One of those is business uh, partner executive, and second one is I really try to win my time back. So I hand over all the non-productive activities to. Um, um, my office coordinator and I tried my every hour of the day making sure I get in touch with the clients, filling up my pipelines, do the prospecting and really built it that way. And I think what I mm. did then is still in my uh, routine every evening, at least for 90 minutes, I have that calling session where I am mm-hmm. either calling my team, really finding out what's happening, what are the challenges they're facing, or most importantly, I'm still in touch with some of my major clients, seeing uh, what they're doing, you know, how we can close a better deal, and just helping the team really to close more deals. So that's become, in the last nine years, um, I hardly miss miss a day uh, where I don't prospect for 90 days. And that's the biggest lesson. Oh, I excellent. think it's one of the the biggest thing what we learn or it still stays with me and that's one of the thing team because that the thing the, the 90 minutes prospecting becoming the number one thing for alliance to success it's not only me doing it now like when i was doing it my team slowly seeing it, the result they're doing it like everyone in sales 90 minutes prospecting is our number one thing Let's uh, let's drill into this in a little bit more detail then, because um, yeah, I loved it in your book. You talked about one of the one of the key turnaround strategies from going to, you know, not making the money that you needed to to actually getting on the front foot was just getting back to the basics of prospecting. And you said you put it put aside, you said ninety minutes every evening, prospect, prospect, prospect. It sounds like you, so you're still doing that as a ritual now. Now who you're prospecting or who you're speaking to is changing slightly as you evolve, but that's like one of your key fundamentals: ninety minutes a day. Very true, very true. So what strategies would you give to people? What suggestions would you give to business owners just to help them hit the phones and prospect every day, day in, day out? I think that's really staying in the foot front, you know, at the front of the organization. If it doesn't matter how busy you are, you can still find an hour to 90 minutes. And and what we're seeing is when a lot of business owners, they're producing some money, they, they have some team or staff working for them, they sort of take the back seat, you know. And which really, really uh, affect them in a very long term, you know. So, I mean, now I talk to, I still talk to my previous clients, some of the new clients as well. But I get to see what is a trend happening, you know, how they, and, and, and my team sees it still. And, and so I think that's setting up the rhythm. For all the whole organization, mm-hmm. two things it's really, really fundamental for us is learning and growing as an organization, training and development for the team, like learning and growing. And the second mm-hmm. one is is the prospecting. And that's like, you know, uh, yesterday I had 11 new team members started in sales. So we have this mm-hmm. four to five times a year where we started everyone together. So I think these are the fundamental we're teaching them. Like every day, in the mm-hmm. beginning, they need to do three to four hours, like a couple of hours in the morning hours and a couple of hours in the evening, just to make sure mm-hmm. they built their pipeline, they built the future business. And and that is the very yep. reason, even on the COVID, most of the organizations or especially real estate, they struggled 
uh, even when mm -hmm. we were on lockdown. But for us, that prospecting kept us going. Even we made a mm -hmm. better, stronger relationship with our clients. And when the time needed, like last year, uh, you know, we done a lot more business than our competitive uh, agencies around here. Yeah. Yeah, when we work with uh, a lot of business owners that are starting to actually establish a, a formal sales process, right? They're, they're like, so they built their business to a point mainly on um, some good relationships, couple of early customers, and now they want to dial things up. It's like, okay, sales process needs to get put in place. And a sales process all relies on what's going in the top, right? And, and yes, you can get some, some opportunity coming in the top through marketing. That's fantastic. Uh, but depending on how significant your product or your service is, how expensive it is, you then need to do a lot of work to bring those leads to the point where they're ready to have a, have a proper discussion or move them through the sales process. And, you know, just having conversations with them, having sales conversations, volume is the key. It is the key. It is the key. Surely, I think that that's the number one thing I will really recommend to all the listeners. Until, unless you are um, making a revenue you can't handle, you really need to be doing those basics, you know, really yeah. in touch with the clients and really finding what are the challenges they're facing yeah. and how you can solve their problems. Yeah. We work through a model here at the Entourage where we say that uh, every business needs to both drive growth and enable growth. We, we have it in a, in a circular diagram and, and the drive growth activities up the cross like marketing, sales and product and then the enable growth are the things that sounds like dragged you down in those first couple of years like operations, finance, people. Um, but the thing is you need both and you need to be cycling. At first you kind of cycle through drive, then cycle through enable and then as the business gets bigger, you need to be doing, need to be doing all of it. Right, driving growth, enabling growth, driving growth, enabling growth. Uh, and so for you now today, I mean, Reliance is a is a much bigger business. You're almost 150 people. You've got 10 offices. Uh, how much of your time are you spending on driving growth and how much of your time you are spending on enabling growth, do you think? Look, I am um, I am still part of the operation. Um, look, if I talk in my language, uh, still mm -hmm. part of the operation, but very minimal. I have my general manager, I have my other executives as well, head of the rental department, um, you know, three, four uh, different executives. They are really um, on the operation side. I'm more on the mm -hmm. growth side, like, you know, so mm -hmm. my, my main focus now is how I enable my people. Like this is our purpose, enabling people to fulfill their dreams. So mm. our purpose is to, first of all, to enabling our team, how we train them well, because we having some exceptional people joining our team. So how to fast track their success. Mm. And I think in a conversation uh, we were talking about how my whole focus is on them, how mm. to make them successful, because if mm. they are successful, I am successful or, or organization mm. is successful. Mm. Anyway, so that is my complete focus. Yesterday, I spent about three hours in, in onboarding session with them, really explaining what is um, real estate and why it's long term and what is our purpose, why we do, why we want to do the right thing uh, by mm -hmm. all our clients and mm -hmm. really have a great culture, you know. I love it. I don't think I, I haven't spoken to anyone for a long time that is still doing it so religiously day in, day out when they are, you know, the head of the business, 150 people. Um, no wonder you're growing so fast because as you say, that's where opportunity comes from. True, true. True, and and it just become uh, becoming a ritual now, and I, I never wants to give it up. Never wants to give it up. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, now you talked about culture then, and how that's another big part of what you focus on now, building a great culture. And uh, and so how um how do you do that? One of the, what are some of the key principles for you, particularly now that you've got such a big team? It is very basic uh, fundamentals of life. You know, creating the equal opportunities for the team. 
you know mm-hmm. that is very fundamental you want to um, um, you know growth come uh, growth equal happiness or, or progress equal happiness mm-hmm. the, the the way we see it so we really um, you know in this year as well we seeing okay which are our key people who have done an amazing well how to upgrade them or some mm-hmm. of the people who haven't done that well how to really um enhance their performance this year so that is the complete focus and when they own that level of uh, uh, performance then we offer them other opportunities either coming in the partner in the business or um having another team member plugged with them so they can do more transaction more revenue to them and and you know uh, along those lines and also keeping the culture fun and celebration culture so we celebrate things we make sure we have fun along the way and like on 29th of this month we or the whole reliance team 150 plus the team member we're going for a um, um soccer match you know in the towards the city so really keeping that culture high and celebration is is a major part of it as well yeah. so there are fundamentals lot of uh, lot of fun things we do along the way and at the same time um you know providing them with a growth opportunity and really building a village kind of a one team one goal like we yeah. are 10 different offices but at the same time we consider this as one team and all of us work really together to achieve our client's goal and obviously our goals as well at the same time interesting and how so and how much interaction and collaboration do all the different offices have uh, is it at the point now where you have to deal with them in separate units or do they all come together as well no, no they, we, we do deal with them separate units, but uh, we'll try to do at least once in a quarter, uh, either that's some sort of celebration, but most importantly, training, you know, uh, learning and growing is, is the major part of it and correlation between the like if one office is doing something great, um, you know, just in the open for inspection or team management or along those lines. So we have them presenting to the other teams, okay, how they did do it, you know. So they sort of all helping each other and there is a significant amount of uh, um, interaction with them mm-hmm. and and so it's it's becoming a rhythm now really we mm-hmm. we enable it but it's it's sort of a, a it's already happening you know because that's mm-hmm. how we start like and from the beginning all the new guys start so we give them that kind of expectations you know you are mm-hmm. maybe joining one office but you're still part of the bigger group and a bigger um, uh, organization and such right well once you lay it all out everyone's really like yeah we're coming together a lot we can see each other. Uh, we can see that we're part of one big team, and that's how um, that's how you enhance culture across so many people, which is great. Hi there, Tim. Jumping in here quickly to say, if you're enjoying this episode, our team at the Entourage has plenty more for you to sink your teeth into. We not only publish a new episode every week, plus the full video on YouTube, we also have heaps of resources and tools on our website available to help you build and scale an impactful business. You can find the link to all of this in our About section. Also, so you never miss any of the insights and strategies from our guests, don't forget to subscribe to learn more each week. Now, let's get back to the show. Uh, we, we touched on briefly there that uh, you were a member of the Entourage programs a number of years ago where you and I first came across each other. Um, now, I think cultural practice, cultural principles, cultural rituals is probably one of the things you, you picked up there, and it's great to see that you've done so much work implementing them. What were a couple of the other things that you you took away and, and are maybe still being used at Reliance from your time with the entrepreneur? I think, look, I think uh, the, the learning is unvaluable, what I learned from um, the entrage. Um, like with the with, with my group there or, or the people I used to travel with, you can discuss any problem, any challenges, and nobody will judge you. They will provide you the real, because some of them going through the challenge, some of them already gone through the challenge. Mm. So they will provide mm. you their honest feedback. 
being in a business as you probably know as well more than me is lonely place especially mm-hmm. within your marketplace where you are nobody really wants to talk to you can't even show you are a, you know you are going through some challenge you always need to be walk around like everything is fine everything is good you're killing it along those lines you know but the reality is way different than the than um than what it sees uh, from the front and and learning from some of the people one of the thing is was all the speaker who were coming there they were all genuine they were all really doing it or mm. done it and one of the thing i also seeing when i going to entrage is um i used to always think about okay um you know my purpose is to learn grow and someday can you know um, be able to um speak you know and and i i did that I, you know he speak um, at the at the conference and entrage uh, for an interview session and possibly this one at a session with uh, jack delosa as well so there is some great learning you know it's yeah, up to the individual how you make it yeah one of the things that you touched on there what i absolutely love is yeah when you get business owners together um we we do now that in masterminds which we, we didn't have when you're a member but we've launched masterminds a couple of years ago and you bring together these different business owners um, from completely different industries. And at the beginning of the day, they're like, but how am I going to learn from these people in different industries? And you go, just trust us. Like, wait until <laughs> once you table your challenges, you will be amazed at who's dealt with the same same challenge, who's had a very similar experience. And by the end of the day, they're like, that is amazing. Like, I put my problem down on the table and 10 business owners who are in completely different businesses were all like, oh, I've experienced exactly the same thing, or I'm going through it right now. And and yeah, you just bounce off each other and then get a clear pathway forwards. It's it's empowering. It's amusing. I just, I love seeing it happen. So I'm I'm glad that you remember that being your experience as well. But, and I also like to say that um, running a business or, or two businesses, there are far more similarities than there are differences. It doesn't matter what industry they're in, right? Like the the things that the the, the fundamentals of building a team, generating interest sales, managing all the chaos, managing all the money, like those fundamentals are, are there no, man, no matter what your business is. And so you can always connect with another business owner around some of those and share some war stories and some frustrations. 100%. 100%. And that's a relieving, like when you don't have to think, you know, what you're sharing, you can openly, uh, you know, talk about your challenge um, you're facing. And uh, like it just, uh, you, it's a great level of relief when you see the person or sitting you know around you other otherwise you feel like you are the only one going through this challenge oh my god this is just yeah. too hard but when you hear others are going through it as well they overcome it now so that's give you a great level of belief um you know yeah to to be persistent about it well um you know the acceptance of running your own business or being an entrepreneur has massively increased in the last 20 years since i i did an yeah. entrepreneurship degree at university when everyone was like what I don't even understand what you're what you're learning or what you're even talking about, and so the acceptance of it has massively increased. But still, the vast majority of people, whether they're business owners or not, most of the people they know are not business owners. Like if you just think yep. about your family and your friends, and I think about my family and friends. I'm in this industry, and I still think most of them don't own or run their own business. And so, mm. yeah, you, to your point unless you proactively build those networks with other business owners, you are going to be a little bit alone in some of these challenges because you can't go and talk to a non-business owner about like, Oh, you know, everything's, (laughs) everything's chaotic. I don't know what to do. My whole livelihood's at risk. And someone who's just like a, you know, a corporate employee will be like, I don't don't get what the problem is. (laughs) 
<laughs> true, true, true. And I think that's one of the things missing uh, in the lockdown or COVID from last year and a half, um, Tim. I mean, I always made an effort to be uh, in the like-minded people's company or most importantly, even people who is thinking beyond and people who have already achieved the success I'm looking to achieve. But in last year and a half, in fact, I got an email just before uh, one of our uh, business um, um, business of real estate uh, been just postponed again. It was end of February. I was really looking forward to that, but it's been mm. postponed. So that's, um, I don't know how you're doing it, but uh, you know, it, it's, that's definitely a big missing part within my journey from last year and a half or two years from this lockdown yeah. and all. We've had to change a lot of stuff because we have, uh, we have each year we'll have two retreats. So that's the members coming yeah. together in, you know, somewhere generally warm, tropical, very commonly in Ireland. <laughs> so we have the retreats yeah. twice a year. And then we also have assembly twice a year, which is everyone coming together for a bit more of a, um, you know, normally in one of the cities, um, there's some workshopping, there's some speakers and they have a bit of fun together. Yeah. We've had to yeah. change those heaps over the last year and Obviously. a half. We, we managed to do some of them digital, but you know, you can only do them so often digital and, and we are looking forward to getting everyone together physically this year. Um, I think we're almost at the point where we're all just going to do it anyway. Like not too, yeah, much, not too much sure. further. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. right, that's it. We're getting together. Um, something, something I'd love to talk about uh, that I know you're kind of just starting to talk about is a bit of your journey as an immigrant entrepreneur. So you, you moved to Australia from India in, I think it was 2004. Uh, and then, you know, you, you started, you started your career as a door-to-door salesman and then you got into real estate and then you built reliance from, from there. What are some of the, challenges that you face along the way what are some of the great milestones that you managed to achieve i'd just love to hear a bit about that journey yeah i think um whatever we're doing now um especially there's a lot of um, immigrants uh, especially and now more than ever i feel we need more of that because there is a work uh, you know the the staff shortage everywhere even old scheme art is talking about so we need those early workers you know who can come come and give us a hand in that so in 2004 yes i was a student of um, uh, of uh, accounting like, um, and I wanted to do law um, when I was g- graduating from there, but then obviously made a move here. So study accounting and uh, you rightly said, don't knocking. And I think I, I learned most of my skills, most of my confidence, most of um, the communication um, and really built myself up by the door knocking. I think uh, I did it for a good uh, two and a half to three years. Um, you know, in the beginning, language was a barrier so really overcoming that and then, you know, people start listening to you, you, you know, you start selling one or two uh, product here and there. And then from there really become the, one of the top performer and then really progressed in that way. So I think that is a huge, huge value because you coming with maybe $2,000, $3,000 and you need to pay bigger fees here. So there are a lot of those challenges you're facing, how to really going through that, um, uh, you know, in the beginning and, and same like a business, it is the same uh, in many ways, similar journey. So we, uh, I already lived that hard part bit. Um, you know, that's mm-hmm. why, and I've always been a learner or a reader in all my life. So reading through that, the journeys of uh, some of the great people have really given me that confidence. And mm-hmm. so I think there's a lot of huge, like, you know, um, unvaluable lessons uh, in immigration journey from there to becoming a permanent resident of the country. And then obviously mm-hmm. taking on the journey of, because once you do that, then you know if you really put your mind your head to it your focus to it you can really achieve anything because that mm. journey is in very very 
um, challenging but it teach you like some the most important lessons for for life and uh, importantly for business as well mm. and it must be really satisfying for you with reliance real estate because you're in the in the west of melbourne which had which would have a high immigrant population you're probably helping them get um, into the real estate market for the first time uh yeah it's kind of like coming full circle you're now helping them on their journey which is it's amazing 100 percent, and that that's one of the um, our uh, western suburb as you said uh, rightly there is um, immigration population which becoming getting their australian passport and australian citizens and now they're buying property because that's the next big thing for them and mm. eventually that's that's how those are the areas we sort of targeting uh, for our new ventures and for our current uh, you know offices as well so that's definitely yeah. been very rewarding yeah great um, you're also right. I think uh, I think even the most staunch closed border Australians are probably questioning their decision or their mindset with all the staff shortages. It's it's just so apparent these days how dependent Australia is on bringing in workforce from overseas. And so hope hopefully I I, I know it's it's challenging for a lot of business owners out there right now. It is it is hard to find staff. There you know there aren't you know even over the holidays, I saw so many retail stores that just didn't have enough people or hospo stores that just didn't have enough people to keep them open as much as they wanted to. So hopefully True. this little bit of pain that everyone's experiencing means that on the other side, we'll be like, open up, let's bring yeah. people in. <laughs> we need everyone. to, otherwise it's, it's no survival. Uh, yeah. Even uh, as you see, everything is, uh, inflation is one of the side effect of, of COVID or lockdown, like everything mm -hmm. is inflated. Even mm -hmm. properties, the the food, anything, wine, anything, you name it. And uh, if you don't bring the right amount of force, you know, it is gonna be even more. That yeah. is a major step, and I think that is why um, the country has allowing now because from the people from last two years, that hardly any students or immigrants uh, have really uh, came into the country because of this lockdown. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to fast track that now. Yeah, yeah, I reckon everyone will be happy to happy to throw the borders open. Um, <laughs> I do, I do certainly recognize, um, and, and I, I recognize why hospitality is increasing their prices, and I encourage them to do so. I, I think we should all endorse that as well. Like these business 100%, owners, I agree. I agree. All, all small business owners had some really, really tough years. So for anyone listening, if you're out there and your local coffee shop has increased their prices by thirty or fifty cents, just happily smile and pay it. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of other things you can do as well. So, uh, but it is about us business owners supporting each other. So, um, yeah, it's been a tough couple of years, but I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you've navigated it really pretty well on the whole. Looks like you're still feeling pretty good, even though we're going yeah, through no, another. Pretty good, <laughs> yeah. I think the, the government or, or the country or, or the government did a very good job in the first year of lockdown. Yep. I think that was a great help. Yep. Obviously, the second one, uh, you know, even the market forces in our side. So, we navigated well. And apart from yep. that, you know, when you, uh, have these down times you really when you bring back your focus to basics and learning and development how you can utilize that time so yeah. i think that's really bring that strength to you and, yeah. and to the organization as such yeah i agree it's something that we talk a lot about with our members is how it's in the challenging times um you know when uh, not if but when you make it through them it's, it's those challenging times that you actually really get your fundamentals right like if you yeah <laughs> It's a tough time in the market, whether it's something through COVID or some other market shift. We've certainly experienced other market shifts over the years as well. Um, when there's a market shift and things get hard, you, you make sure you got your foundations right. You know, particularly on the finance side of the business, particularly on like just the fundamental operations. And so when you come out of those hard times, actually everything's ready to sing, uh, which is when it gets really, really exciting. 
Um, and so cool. through the hard times, you do improve your business. You've got no choice but to improve your business. And then when it gets to good times again, because everything's cyclical, ready to rock and roll. Speaking of ready to rock and roll, we've got a couple of questions here that neither of us have seen. We call it Make It Happen in a Minute, where we run through uh, five questions prepared by yep. Anna. Uh, they're always great questions. Sometimes we've touched on some of the areas. <laughs> sometimes we've touched on some of the areas and sometimes that we ha- we haven't. So um, so let's jump into these. And then I've got a, um, a couple more questions on the top of my head to, to ask as well once we've gone through these. Yep. All right. Question number one. Who's an athlete every entrepreneur should look up to and why? I have a different opinion in that one. I mean, I uh, I grew up around the cricket. Like, so oh, yeah? uh, the, the, some of the great cricketer of Australia, or importantly, like Sachin Tendulkar um, is, is, is a great, great example. And I'm a fan of him. To the end, when he was last game, he played in 2012, he was training and he knew he's, that was his last game. He was still training and improving and trying to improve himself. So mm. I think there are some great fundamental he provide, and I love that guy. Sachin Tendulkar will be my answer to that. <laughs> yeah, great. That's a great answer. Uh, question number two. All right. In your book, From the Ground Up, there's seven principles there for building a business fast. We've touched on a couple of them already, uh, but do you have like one favorite principle? Yes, uh, the leadership is the principle uh, if i call the principle of the book and to all the listeners here i highly highly recommend to read through that and i wish i knew this and they're very basic six six um sort of um what i call sub sections to that and one of them is really uh being naive you know and mm-hmm. taking nothing personal mm-hmm. being naive means like you know when you have when you gut feel like you need to be doing this even though not all the odds are in your favor or not all the ducks align, you're still doing it because you feel it. And because mm-hmm. in the business, we need to have that mindset. Um, mm-hmm. And also one of them is is, is obviously um, not take things personal. That's the last one within that uh, uh, the leadership principle because there's a lot of things happening in the business mm-hmm. where your own team member not do the right thing by you. They leave mm-hmm. you along the way and the customer, a lot of the, those things. So we really need to learn how to not take things private. So the leadership principle, I recommend yeah. everyone must read it. Right. Excellent. Question number three, what's been the most memorable personal or business development learning experience for you? I think uh, I would say <clears throat> writing a book. Mm-hmm. Writing a book mm-hmm. has been challenge me in more ways than I can even think Tim. because me mm-hmm. coming from um, the the English is my second language immigration and writing a book everything was hard like you know I'm mm-hmm. working uh, with mm-hmm. you now is when I was writing book and it took me three and a half years on and off on and off so uh, going home finishing at seven having a quick bite to eat and put the kids to bed I tried to spend another two hours from 9 30 to 11 30 to improve maybe one page of the book, but I was so tired in my head and I couldn't even improve. And then maybe someday I plan to wake up four in the morning and then say four mm. to six, I'll just work on the book. And sometime I improved a few things. Sometime I find, oh no, it didn't really do as much as, and then whole throughout the day need to work as well. So I think that has, that's break. But one thing happened is once I released the book and it's getting so much recognition out there, uh, it's really break all my limitation I have ever put it on me. So that that's how I see it. Yeah, great. 
Yeah, yeah. I have uh, I have spoken to a lot of people who've uh, written books, and they're like, I, I had no idea of the journey I was about to go on when I started this thing. Oh. Uh, so it's so good that you spent three and a half years persevering, mm-hmm. and now you're getting the benefit of it out the other side. Um, and you've also just crystallized your thoughts, right? I think that's so that's so important to be able to get everything that's in your head down into one place and convey it to others. So well done. Question number four. Uh, oh, we've touched kind of on this area, but there might be a little bit more. What's one sales skill every entrepreneur needs to learn? I think prospecting. If you have enough prospect mm-hmm. on your database, or um, I talk to my client, my, my team as well, team on this. I say, look, if you only have one client you're seeing this week and you need to close, you're going to be desperate about closing. I need to close this deal with Tim, you know? Mm. And mm. like, if you're my client, you can sense that somewhere. But if I have three appointments, you know, or four appointments this week, um, you know, I'm going to be pretty relaxed. I'm going to do my best, but I'm not going to sound mm. desperate. So I think without prospecting, nothing mm. happens in sale. You know, um, rather than having it one yeah. or two prospect in a week, if you really work hard, you can have four to five. And, and you really pick the mm. business which is the most important for you. So prospecting yeah. Yeah, is yeah. the number one thing. I think nothing, even closing doesn't come close to prospecting because if you have enough prospect, they will close. You will learn that. Yep. Closing. Yep. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a numbers game, but I also love what you touched on there. It's a, it's a, it's a confidence and how, how you put yourself forwards and people, people smell desperation a mile away. And so if you're going into a conversation away, yeah. <laughs> and you, and you have to be winning that business, it, it, actually the chances are you're not going to, but if you go in there confident, cause you've got a lot of other great people to speak to, you know what a perfect prospect is. Fantastic. Things are going to go well. Okay. Last question. If someone felt like they were about to or already failed at something that they've just put their heart and soul into, what's one thing they can do to make it happen? Okay, that's come in my book as well. Um, you know, one of the, and that's again in a leadership chapter, action cure fear, you know, mm. you need to uh, act fast. Whatever, uh, sometimes, and it happens all the time to us as a business owners, we seems to be failing on things. So, but what we need to do is, I used to have this, um, like whenever I have sort of a bad news, like, oh, that client left or, or he's not giving us business or anything like that. I used to make five phone calls straight after that. Five mm-hmm. phone calls. That's mm-hmm. a prospecting call. That's someone I need to talk to. And that will really overcome on that news. Otherwise, I can drill over on that, that thing and that can really ruin my half of the day. So I think action cure fear. Whatever you're fearful mm-hmm. for, you think, okay, you're losing this take some actions immediately mm. rather than thinking over oh, next week I'm going to do no, no no next week do it now do it this evening in fact do it right after after mm. that so you make a few phone calls you talk to a few people you meet with a few people and seek some help or most importantly if that's a business you're losing see where else you can get that you know is there mm. someone else you haven't been in touch with so I think action cure fear anything if you're fearful about we're going to lose or losing take some action either that's a small or big action take some actions towards that yeah yeah, don't don't wallow in it. Just get 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 to work, and something will come out of it. I think um, I think that's really my my key takeaway or lesson from you this whole time is just like uh, ritualizing that action with a particular focus on opportunity generation, whether that be prospecting yep. or partnerships or what, whatever it is in in someone else's business. But it's like. Or make sure you're doing that every day, day in, day out. And if something goes bad, well, then you do even more of it because then you create Even more of it. Exactly. That's it. That's it. Like, you know, the day, I mean, uh, for me, the day I'm not 
uh, feeling productive like by 4:35 and I'm not feeling and I'll make even more phone calls so yeah. I finish my day on stronger you know I feel like <laughs> I've done and achieved something there's a so uh, there's a saying you know eat that frog do it which means like do the thing that you don't want to do first I actually think that you take this to a whole new level and you're like the frog is the main course and the entree yeah. <laughs> and the dessert just get it done <laughs> all right Sudil uh, that's been really great to chat really great to to talk about your journey a little bit more I mean I've loved seeing the business go from strength to strength over the years um, some great principles there in from the ground up uh, I'm glad we got to cover some of those so thank you very much for coming on the show and I wish you all the best Thank you, Tim. Thank you very much for uh, having us. It's always great to talk and, um, you know, to entourage. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, mate. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Make It Happen show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And it doesn't need to end there. We've actually gone and grabbed a whole bunch of extra resources for you. Behind the scenes footage, videos from this and all the other episodes, as well as show notes that you can grab for free. Just head along to www.the-entourage.com slash podcast and you can grab all those extra resources. Thanks for tuning in and I cannot wait to introduce you to our next guest on the next episode.